welcome back to the next episode of the Young Pro Show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, took a couple weeks off, was uh, vacation, took a little hiatus, a little sabbatical, uh, two-week sabbatical, that's a joke. But here for another episode, I have a great interview today. Um, somebody that, actually, I'm really, really excited for this interview, somebody that, you know, that I've known for several years. Um, I've had several conversations with him. We joke around a lot, but I'm excited to kind of take a more serious turn um, today, and as much as serious as we can get into a podcast, um, to kind of talk about his goals and dreams and kind of you know, his adventure so far. Uh, so this individual, graduate of Old Fort High School, uh, was a successful runner in high school for them, basketball player as well. Um, ended up going to Heidelberg University for a year. Um, he ran cross country and track there. Also coached uh, and was the league champion for middle school. I'm sorry, I can't say this with a straight face. <clears throat> he was the coach of the middle school basketball team, which ended up winning their league championship. Legend for that, legend for that. You know what? Um, uh, yeah, absolute legend. And on top of that, he ended up going down to Hocking Hills for school, graduated. We'll get into all those details later, but let's welcome in the Brad Bannister. Let's give him a round of applause. Hey, how's it going, Dom? Uh, I want to thank you. Thank you for all those accomplishments. And that team that I just coached went 21-1 and in the regular season for varsity. Uh, dude, you shouldn't say that. So oh, you're so basically you're telling me it wasn't your coaching. It was just the kids were super athletic themselves. 100%. 100%. Or, or, or did you lay the foundation for them – and they were in middle school to then be able to have this achievement now. Oh, Ooh. for sure. So their coach right now was my coach in high school. So, you know, he taught me, and then I just applied it. And then they already knew the skills. They already knew the plays. Look at them now. Boom. So hopefully, hopefully they do well. But, no, for real, thanks, man. I'm happy to be on the show. I know, like we said, we always joke around, like, hey, dude, let me be on your show. And then you're, like, texting me this morning and said, hey, you want to come on the show? I was like, oh, for sure. Dude, sure. let's do it live. I mean, you were on a couple of our shows uh, with the Nashy Fries. We had a lot of fun on oh. those. Um, mm -hmm. But, again, this is a little bit – this, uh, I mean, for those of you that maybe are tuning in for the first time, the thing I love about this show, the Young Crow Show, is uh, I simply just talk to people, people that I know, and kind of talk to them about their dreams, their goals. And for me, I love it. It's something that I find energy, something that I find – you know, every single time after I record one of these shows, I'm, like, ready to run through a brick wall. Um, it's just something, especially with people that are younger in their twenties and thirties, you know, for people my age and Brad's, you know, we graduate college and a lot of people then just kind of give up on their goals, give up on their dreams and just kind of, um, so to speak, settle in their lives rather than, you know, those dreams and those goals that they had growing up and that they had in school, being able to, you know, realize you still can attack them. You can still achieve them, but it's just a longer process. It's not something where you're going to snap your fingers and you're just going to have all these goals. Um, or you're not going to achieve all your goals by the time you're 25, you know, those goals that you had. All right. I'm starting to go off on a tangent now. If you oh, really no, want to no, no, know, well, if you really want to know those totally details, fine. you can go back to episode one, episode one. I talk about all that, but yeah, I just, I see so, and I feel like since I've started this podcast, I feel like I see more and more people, more of my peers every single day that are just, again, they have goals, the dreams, then they get that first entry level job and they say, well, all right, this is good enough for me. I'll stay here. And they complain about it. You know, it's one thing if you're content and you're happy with it, then that's awesome. 
But if you're complaining about it, then make a change about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Whew, all right, anyways. <laughs> oh, sorry. You got something, Brad? Oh, no, no, no. It's just like you literally spoke the truth right there, you know? Just you don't want to stay at that first level entry goal. Okay, let's get to the questions. Because <laughs> right, we're going to talk right. about this throughout the whole podcast. So <laughs> let's just yes, go sir. with it. All right, so let's go back to uh, go back a few years. Let's go to young Brad Bannister. You just graduated Ooh. high school. Uh, you're 18. At that point, you know, with you going into college, like what were your career goals? When, you know, parents, people asked you, you know, what's next? Like what was your idea of that? So when I graduated high school, I knew I kind of had a rough idea where I wanted to go. And I didn't get too many offers. Granted, I wasn't like one of the best runners, like you said. Granted, thank you for saying I was a good runner. But um, Heidelberg did shoot me an email and a sent me out a letter and I was like, ah, you know, that'd be cool. Took a look. Uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do in life. You know, I was just, I was one of those kids that sports was all my life throughout high school. I played three sports every year. I ran track, basketball, cross, but backwards. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I said I'm completely backwards, but I didn't, I didn't really have like any passion, you know, like there was nothing like, Oh, I want to be a doctor or I want to be a vet, any of that type of thing. But I kind of had an idea. Like I love, I love doing sports. I love having fun with people. So I was like, ah, oh, you know, a PE teacher would be kind of cool. And Heidelberg is really good for teaching. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go there. And I love the coaches. The coaches were good while I was there. And I was like, you know what, Heidelberg's a spot. And I'm just didn't regret regret it one bit. And it's just my family, they were close, which is really important because I'm a big family guy, uh, knew that they were supportive of my decision. And I was just like, you know what? I signed and that's how I got to Heidelberg. So that was, it was, it was a process, but it was fun at the same time because, you know, when you signed, it was super fun. Your school recognized you and you just felt like the weight of the world was off your shoulders. You're like, all right, now I can get back to focusing on being the best of me to go to college. Because, you know, when you go to college, you're like, oh, I have to outdo these people now. Now you just don't have to outdo your high school kids or your high school friends. Now you're just like, oh, this is this is about to be fun. But we had a good group, I will say. <laughs> we had yeah, for sure. When you go to college in all aspects, it's just that next level. You know, when you mm-hmm. talk about the athletic – yeah, you go from you take the best high school kids and then they go to college to play and then it's just that higher level of competition. And same thing For with sure. academics as well, you know, in high school oh, it's, yeah. you know, you take that next level and it's the smartest generally the smartest kids from high school then go mm-hmm. on to college and it's just that higher level of education, a higher level of uh, competition in academics and in athletics. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, it's just like when I got into some of the classes, it's like, holy crap, uh, these kids are really smart. And granted, I'm not the smartest person ever. I'm not, I'll be the first one I met. But you just see the difference of like how serious people can take things. And it's like, it's like, wow, they're really passionate and serious about, you know, whether it be academics, whether it be just, just like in their major, genuinely, you know? So, but it's, it, it was really cool to see. So I guess the next question yeah, is, yeah. 
what you know at what point did you realize then you know obviously you've graduated now you're not mm-hmm. a PE teacher you didn't graduate with education at what yep. point did you realize this was not for me oh man that that, that like, did you have experience a... in a classroom so i guess what what really changed my mind into not wanting to be a student at heidelberg anymore was just i didn't really have any more not passion, but I just wasn't having fun, you know, like with your classes, like, eh, you know, this ain't fun. This ain't what I want to do. I was second guessing everything. I didn't really care about my grades in Heidelberg. I just didn't care. And I was just telling my mom, like, look, you know, I don't want to spend all this money here if I'm not going to get an education here. And I, uh, it was the end of the year. I was like on vacation and, you know, that's just like taking a vacation is so helpful. Everybody needs to have a break, you know, to where you can refocus, get yourself mentally, like Marshawn Lynch said, take care of your chickens. All right. You know, you you, for real. And and I know, I know we try to be serious, but like, he's so right. You you got to take care of your mental, your health, your physical, like really take care of yourself. And I was no joke. I was just in a bad place. It was just like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm going to go into military, last resort. And it's just like, nah. So I just talked to some of my closest friends. I talked to people who really knew me. And they're like, you know, you love just being outdoors. They're like, why don't you do something outdoors? And it literally, no joke, Dom, it clicked like that. It was just a click. I'm, wow. like, I'm just like, wow, I really want to do something wildlife. I'm like, you're right. It's like, I love being outdoors. I love hunting. I love fishing. I'm like, why don't I do something? So I started looking further into detail and I'm just like, ah, I'm like, I don't, I don't know which schools are good for this. And then, uh, I got to hold some people from my church and they told me, Hey, go down to Hocking Hills. You won't regret it. And let me tell you what, I don't regret one bit of it. Awesome. So it, and it was, it, it, it it's like crazy. It, it's crazy how like it just unfolds. And it was, I'm speechless. No joke. I know I'm like stuttering right now, but I don't know how to describe it because it's just like, it's a click. And it's like, um, I can't really explain it, but (laughs) like literally I can't explain the feeling it was when I was like, oh my God, this is what I want to do. And then you get down there and my grades are better. I, I bond with people better. And it's just, everybody has the same goal as you, you know, you're passionate for wildlife, which I am passionate for helping others. And yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome that you knew. I mean, I guess first, I think it's great that you talked to those people that were closest to you in your life, you mm-hmm. know, that you were um, willing to humble yourself and go to other people and say, again, I'm not happy where I am. I'm not. I don't want to be here at Heidelberg. This isn't necessarily the program. I don't, you know, you're talking about second guessing yourself. And rather mm-hmm. than there are, again, generally speaking, there are so many in this instance, so many college kids that just, well, this isn't what I want to do, but you know, I got to get that degree. I got to get the degree. And you yeah. said, man, this sucks, but why push through this for another three years when I could potentially go somewhere else and do something that I love, you know, and it's something that you are so passionate about that it, you're struggling to put words into it, which is awesome. Like, that's a good thing. It's not a, like, oh, dude, I hate this so much. Like, I, let me tell you a hundred mm-hmm. reasons why I hate this. This is, I love this so much. And it's hard to put into words 
how much I love this and the trans. And again, hindsight's twenty twenty, but being able to look back on it now and say, "Wow, that was such a trivial point in my life, such a turning point." For to sure. where you know, and the moment you were just like, "Well, I'm unhappy and I don't know what to do next." And now you look back because of the way you handled the situation, because you took that leap of faith and transferred and changed, you know, there was a total change in scenery. You know, you weren't living at home anymore. You were in mm-hmm. a new um, oh, education yeah. school and everything. It was a leap of faith for you. But now hindsight being 2020, it has paid off tremendously for you. That's what I was going to say. I mean, it was scary. Like I go from living at home to living three hours away hmm. and right. my mom didn't cook me food, you know, like typical people, you know, when you go to college, most kids have to stay in the dorm i'm just like oh my god what am i gonna eat tonight for supper and then you gotta have that awesome dorm food that you gotta cook the <laughs> nice good old ramen noodles or mac and cheese and then you don't want to go to the cafeteria granite heidelberg cafeteria amazing hawkins about mm, not so much let's put it that way <laughs> <laughs> it was like <laughs> a bad diner let's put it that way <laughs> a bad I, diner that's funny. yeah yeah, but it was it, – it's just – it was a huge leap of faith, let me tell you what. It was just like, you know what? Full send. It's like, let's do it. And I also think it's cool you mentioned about how when you went to Hawking, like because you're with like-minded people, because you're with people that, again, you're doing something that you love, you just naturally and instantly kind of clicked in and formed a group of friends and um, – not like you know it felt it just felt right and it felt like home because you're with other people like you rather than when you were in the education program and there's all these people you know education wise and again mm-hmm. your heart just wasn't in that so you didn't feel as connected you know compared to mm-hmm. going to hockey and it was just an instant boom and just clicking yeah. because you're with like-minded people people that had the same passions as you yeah and it's cool because like also the teachers understand you like the teacher's like, oh, you want to skip a day and go turkey hunt? Totally fine with me. I'm like, oh, all right. But <laughs> Don't tell me twice. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me twice. But like, and granted, at Heidelberg, I'm not saying the people are bad people. It's just, you know, when you're going and you're spending thousands upon thousands of money to get an education, you want to you wanna do your best because then when you go out and try to get a job, they're like, oh, well, well, Dom, why, why did you get a D in this class? Or why did you just skip all these days? You know, granted, do jobs really like at that? No. But that just, if you surround yourself with good people, good things are going to come out. Boom. And, Boom. And, and like, the track team and the cross team, all good people. Let me tell you, all good people. What I'm saying is, like, for me, when it was coming down to my education – I didn't feel like I was in the right place to propel me to what I wanted, like, just to be a better me. And that's why I was just like, you know what? I loved it there. I loved all my friends. It was a heartbreak to leave. But I was like, you know what? I got to do this for me. And sorry, I was being selfish right there. But no, I mean, it's your life. You know, you got to do it. And even with you transferring from Heidelberg, it's not like. That's you saying, like, I hated everybody from Heidelberg. I hate the school. Mm-hmm. I hated the team. Like, it was just you saying, again, you're 
ultimately, you know, we forget this a lot of times, but you were at school to get an education. You know, how many people yeah. that we run with have become full-time professional runners? Zero. I can't tell you anybody that I personally ran with that has become a professional runner. So everybody was there for the educational part of school. You know, it would be ridiculous for you to stay there and not be happy in your major, not feel like you're fitting in. And, you know, just because you like the people on the team, you know, Mm -hmm. it it was better for you. Like, that's not selfish at all to say this is what I need to do. I need to follow my dreams. Yeah. And what I believe in and such, you know, that that's not everybody has to sometimes go different paths and you know you got to follow you and the path that god has created for you in your life mm-hmm. you know? yeah and it, it like for me i didn't i didn't know i was just like, oh you know i i want to i want to run and then i was just like you know what is this even worth it anymore granted those people like i said i'm not trying to throw shade at people who run do sports yeah. or but this is just for me and how i felt when that was going on i was just like oh my god there's a life after sports and it's just it was a big game changer and it was just it was it was amazing for me so yeah so let's get to that life after sports so you go down to hocking hills uh, was mm-hmm. that the name was it hocking hills university yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah okay it was i think it was just called hocking college but everybody okay. called it hocking hills so. right okay so hocking college so you ended up getting you graduated from there what was your degree in it was natural resource law enforcement. Okay. So it's a two-year degree, and then, okay, I'll let you go. Continue. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, I was just kind of oh. trying to figure out, like, what, you know, your time. So we've spent a lot of time on that first year at Heidelberg. But then in the mm-hmm. years to come when you were at Hocking then, like, yeah, what was your actual degree in? Um, and what were kind of, like, the classes like, Ooh. you know, with you saying about how they were laid back and said, yeah, go ahead and go, you know, duck hunting tomorrow. Uh, you know, so yeah. what were, again, and obviously being a wildlife uh, with that kind of degree, it's a little more flexible with that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, just to, if you can go in a little more detail about your time at hockey. My my degree was natural resource law enforcement. Uh, did that for two years, got my associates, and then I stayed down there for a third year to do the police academy. So that's where I got my certification for OPADA. And... I am a certified police officer, by the way. And so my classes, they were, I mean, you could, anything you can think of about wildlife. So I would have a ichthyology, which is the study of fish, dendrology, which is the study of trees. Granted, people don't think I'm smart because I'm throwing out these allergies. I'm just going to say the study. <laughs> is this trees. real? All right. Yeah, this is real. Trust me. <laughs> like, like, tell me what. I can name you all the normal fish, but I ain't going to tell you some random minnow that's going down a stream, all right? I ain't a nerd, all right? (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you basic fish, but they did teach you. Like I said, I'm not the smartest people. I know people right now that can tell you every single fish, every single tree out there. I can tell you if it's a maple tree or if it's a red maple or that type of stuff. That's, That's the type of stuff that they taught you. And then they also taught you, like, the law enforcement side within the classes and, you know, how to handle people, how to talk to people. What would you do in this instance? We had a bunch of labs, and our labs were nine times out of ten hands-on or outside doing scenarios. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was just super hands-on. And, like, I mean, it was just a big mind-changer to where it made you think 
a lot more, I personally believe, and then you want, and then you're with kids that know, like, oh, this is how we should handle this situation, or whether it be, uh, if we were doing a wildlife class, and they're like, oh, well, this is a turkey, not a freaking moose, you know? (laughs) That was a bad comparison, but, like... I get what you're saying, like, being able to know the details and such, and and that's actually really Mm -hmm. cool, which, again, makes sense, obviously, being... Uh, like wildlife and natural resource, but you know, the, your labs and everything being outside and being so hands on, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not necessarily oh, yeah. just sitting in a classroom and you know, you're looking at PowerPoints and well, this is this kind of tree or this is this, you know, and studying like that. Okay, well, let's forget being in a traditional classroom setting, let's yeah. go out and actually be in the field, you know. For that tree class, we were outside every day, and hmm. my teacher, dear God bless him. We would be out in, like, a lightning storm. He's like, all right, so today we're going to have this eastern maple right here. Uh, It's an eastern maple because of the buds on the trees. And I'm like, dude, do you not see the freaking tornado coming? What are you doing? So, like, no joke. That that was, that like, classes like that. They didn't care because, you know, that's how passionate the teachers were. That's awesome. It was awesome. And it was awesome to see. And... There's just so many. There's okay. Let me tell. You, there's so many goofballs down there. So that's why I fit in so perfect. <laughs> but it, it was it was cool. It was uh, definitely definitely a good place for me. <laughs> awesome. My wildlife goofiness. So then you end up graduating from there. You know, you mentioned about staying for yep. the police academy, and now you are a ranger at Sandusky County Park District. wildlife preserve um so what's your current job like you know what are i mean i guess briefly like you know what are kind of the pros and cons with your current position it's just in dusty county park district by the way i got that on facebook sorry yeah no no you're good you're good you're totally fine had to throw that preserve in there to make it seem official but i love it (laughs) so as my job is i am technically half i could do anything a city cop can so write tickets, pull people yeah. over, can do that. And then, excuse me, I can also do anything a game warden or an ODNR wildlife officer can. So I can write fishing tickets, hunting violations, it, you name it, I can do it. Hmm. So I kind of got the best in both worlds. Um, we have roughly 20 parks throughout our county. Um, I also help the sheriff's office a lot, Sandusky County Sheriff's Office, which is really cool some days. Um but that's basically what I do. I, de- I tend to patrol parks, you know, whether it be getting out on foot patrol, checking people's hunting licenses, or I sit in a park and run radar and write people tickets, which I try not to. But if you do come through my parks, don't speed. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know, I know my chief is a strickler, so, but, you know, <laughs> Just keep it under 12 miles per hour over and you're all right. Let me tell you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally joking. Don't speed people. It's bad for you. All right. Yeah, 12 is a lot when it's probably 45 to go through. So it's 12... actually 15. It's really slow in our Yeah, so that's because... almost double. <laughs> you hey, that's almost a reckless hop, man. I'm telling you what. <laughs> but seriously, um, like our parks do get our, our one park, White Star Park does get busy. Like we get like 3000 people there 
Wow. And it's not a very big park because we, you know, we got a beach to patrol, and then we also have scuba divers there. And I mean, like we've had a death at our park every year. So you know, it's uh, it, yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's something that people don't really realize. Like you know, when you become a law enforcement officer, like you're gonna have to deal with uh, deaths. You're gonna have to deal with live people, freaking just saying, "Hey, go beep yourself, cop." And you're like, oh, well, you know, sorry, <laughs> but this is the law. You know, I can't just, right. you got to be. That's what okay, you're there you know? for is to enforce yeah. the law. You know, like that is literally your job. That's what you get paid for. Oh, yeah. You know, and we've heard everything in the book. Oh, you darn squirrel cops. It's like, no, you know, I'm not a squirrel cop. I'm a park ranger. And you kind of laugh about it. I mean, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. And right. So, you know, and. I just don't always write tickets. You know, I'm out and about walking the parks, you know, making sure people aren't doing graffiti, making sure people are happy. And sure. it, because that's, that's what we're there for. You know, we're, we're there to make sure that people are okay. I'm just, trust me, I'm not out there just writing tickets all day. Let me tell you what, but it's, this job is a good, like, it's good to get my feet wet with this job and what I want to do in my life. So it's, it's pretty clutch and I love so, it. It's super late. So oh, when sorry. you say get your feet wet then, so like what's the next job or what's the thing that you're mm. thinking of? Like, would you like to stay potentially like with, um, similar to your role, potentially just other ways to like move up or move around or mm. potentially like move to somewhere, you know, like, uh, I mean, obviously when you like smoky mountains or like, you know, like a bigger place yeah. and be like a park ranger down there or kind of what's something for you that you feel like is a goal that you'd like to reach? That's a really good question. Um, so right now my goal would be to be an ODNR officer, Ohio Department of Natural Resource, wildlife officer, or a parks and water. So basically one would be just deal with specifically wildlife, just wildlife violations, like people not having hunting license or fishing license, I read in the ticket. And okay. then the other one would be to, you ever heard of East Harbor State Park? Um, I have not, no. Okay, Mommy Bay. Mommy oh, okay, Bay okay. yes, yes. Okay, yes, yes. same thing, same concept, but I would be doing watercraft, like, you know, up here, if I would get the job up here, I'd go to Kelly's Island, put in Bay, you know, just patrolling the waters, making sure all their boat safety items are on the boat, making sure that everything's legal, and then also patrolling the parks a little bit. So it it's a, it, it can fluctuate. It's basically my job now, but a little bit more intense, I want to say, as to our jurisdiction and where we can patrol. Like, I'd have a lot more responsibility. I got you. I got yeah. you. And that that is the realistic goal. Now, the dream job would be a guide for wildlife. Like, I would love to guide people Ooh. in hunting guides and fishing guides, you know. But Bradley's got to come into a little bit of money, so he's hoping he wins a lottery someday. <laughs> or... With the millions, uh, hold on, how many how many viewers are we at right now? 987,446. All right, so yeah. if everybody just donates a dollar to the GoFundMe, the United Broke Brad Fund, uh, we can make this happen. <laughs> you, could, you could reach your dreams of being a guide. Yes. A, but a wildlife guide. 
that would be the biggest dream of mine. But the realistic one is to be a wildlife officer up there. And just since I just moved to Port Clinton, big step of mine, moved out of the house. Whoa. So, yep, moved out Whoa, of the house. Oh, I did not know that. Yep, moved out of the house, got a dog, and living with uh, my buddy from college that I met down at Hocking. He's also got a dog, and he just became an ODNR officer. So hopefully I could do some ride-alongs with him. You know, yeah. Maybe maybe get my foot in the door and hopefully get a job where he works, and then that'd be a, a nice little pay raise. So, Dude, that is awesome. Yeah, that, so that, you, that'd, that'd be the goal. You touched on it briefly. Um, I know we're kind of getting to the end of the show here, but I do want to kind of go mm-hmm. back to the question. You said about kind of people giving you a hard time um, occasionally and, you know, coming up with nicknames or whatever. Like how much of that uh, – I don't know. Do you feel like that – how much do you struggle with that in the job? Because, you know, with your role, you know, people obviously are going to make fun of you or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, your role really when you think about it is to provide a safe environment, safe and comfortable environment for people to be able to enjoy the wildlife, you know, for them to publicly yeah. be able to come enjoy. And you are, you know, rather than having, okay, no rules and people do whatever they want, you're just there for a little bit, you know, just kind of oversee, make sure everything's organized and, mm-hmm. you know, make sure everything is safe for the better of everybody coming. But a lot of times people forget that and they, in their mind, they see you as, well, yeah, this guy's just trying to give me a ticket for going 27 and a 15. Yeah. Um, you know, so do you feel like you struggle with that, or for the most part, you kind of just brush it off, or that's maybe something with your experience you've had so far that like it bothered you at first, and now it's an mm-hmm. angel thing, but a chicken wing. Like, how do you feel like you deal with that now? I am very comfortable talking to people. I personally think of my job and my line of duty, um, you know, and it's not the fact like I I rarely get you might get once or twice a year to where someone is just a complete bozo towards you, so it. And the, and the thing is, like, honestly, it's all about how you talk to someone, you know. Just hmm. if, if they say, if they're all mad about, you know, oh, well, why, why, why are you doing this to me? And it's like, well, you know, look, if you talk to them and respect them in a tone of matter, then you can de-escalate so many problems. And I, I feel like that's what's wrong with our country right now. Everybody just wants to scream and shout at each other instead of sitting down being mature and having a conversation. Like if I respect you and you respect me, we'll get things done in like two minutes and plain and simple. Like if you understand, Hey, you broke the law, you were speeding and you respect me nine times out. I shouldn't say nine times out of 10, but it's going to be up to the officer. Like, Oh, you know what? These people are being respective. You know, I might not get a ticket, but I also understand that I broke the law. Like right. I, I was speeding, I deserve a ticket, but then again, if you respect them, you might not get a ticket. Now, granted, that's not all cops. All cops might just be giving you a ticket. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, food. right, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it's just all about respect, and I respect everybody that walks up to me. I just don't downplay them. I, I treat everybody with respect because you, you know, you, you never know what can happen. At being an officer they might want to you know do something do some unfortunately or, yeah with yeah. today unfortunately you don't know that so huh. you always gotta you always gotta treat people with respect that's my biggest thing that's awesome other, yeah and literally goes back to like first grade when people say treat others how you want to be treated 
You know, if you want to be treated like crap, you're going to treat that person like crap. If you want to treat them with respect, you're going to treat them with respect. And it's just, it, it was a, it's a big eye opener to how far I, I've de-escalated probably a handful of situations just by talking, you know, whether it be a music complaint and you walk up to these people having a good time, granted, is it petty a little bit, but you know, at the same time, you have to respect that person that made the complaint and go over there and talk to those people and you have to try to level it out and make everybody happy. You got to make both parties happy. And so you walk over there and say, Hey dude, the food smells good. You know, looks like you guys are having fun. Thanks for coming out to the parks. And then you kind of find someone, you know, who's kind of in charge of the group and be like, look, Hey, someone complained about the music. Could you please turn it down and say it in a real subtle voice? And they're like, you know what? I respect you for doing that. And then they turn it down. And then you won't have a problem the rest of the day. So. Boom. I like that. That is that's <laughs> good right there, dude. Just and, casually go over and, uh, you know, break the ice, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, give them some compliments. And then, again, and subtly be able to mention it rather than going over there and mm-hmm. trying to create a scene out of it. Like, hey, turn down your music, you know. And, and, again, you treat them with respect. And then they'll also say, okay, you know, hopefully they'll take a step back and say, okay, well, we're not the only people that are using this public park. If we are disturbing mm-hmm. our people, then let's turn down the music so everybody can enjoy the experience. Yeah, and it, like I said, it's just it's all about how you talk to people, you know. Now, granted, there might be some people out there that are like, hey, you know, give you the bird, and you're like, all right, well, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> right. Not everybody's going to respect you when you respect them. I guess just the way no. it goes. I never talked like that. It's all about practice. It's all about learning what you're comfortable with and what fits for you now not everybody might do that but other people might have a different opinion on how to handle certain situations yeah that is awesome that is awesome last question for you brad as we wrap up the show question we ask every single time catch line in the show so what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow what are you doing actively you know in the present and again i like to ask this question because this is something that i struggle with that I personally, you know, I spend a lot of my time focused on the future or I spend a lot of my time focused on the past rather than saying, what am I actively doing today to be able to reach my dreams, uh, you know, of tomorrow, of next week, next year, five years, 10 years, etc. So what are you doing today to reach those long-term dreams? Oh, man. I mean, just, you know, you got to stay, you got to stay on the grind. You know, it's the thing is with long-term goals you can't you can't just get upset if one thing doesn't go your way if one thing doesn't go your way and then you just completely say you know what no i'm done with it you're, you're never going to reach that goal you gotta you gotta sit down you gotta reevaluate what went wrong and then you gotta attack it again and then you have to literally just do it step by step and i think that right now you know i moved out that was a big thing of mine. It's like, I want to move out of my parents' house because I want to be more independent. And then I was like, all right, move somewhere to where it's going to help me out to where I can make connections. And, you know, I moved up to Port Clinton. There's so much, so many jobs up here. I shouldn't say so many jobs, but like better jobs that fits me. Right, right. And then, and then, and then in my job, you know, go to work every day, go prepared, um, just be the best you can be and you know eventually 
things will play out in your way. And you know, you gotta, you gotta believe in yourself too. If you don't believe in yourself, then, you know, what's the point at the same time? Like, I know that I could be better and granted, I don't, do I go to work every day confident and just ready to work? No, which I need to be better at because, you know, when I go to my next job and then I sit in that interview and I say, Hey, I'm, I'm your guy. And then they're like, well, four months later, you're down the road and you just slack off one day. They're like, oh, well, you're, you're, you're not, why, why aren't you this guy? You said that you were this. So it, you gotta just be focused and be positive every day. You know, things are going to happen. Things are going to slip up. Things aren't going to go to plan. Yeah. Things aren't going to go as planned. And, you know, it's always good to have friends or people to talk to. So just make sure that like, you know, when, when things hit the fan, you know, have those people who are close to you to talk to and to give you advice and just to keep on striving for that. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we only, we only got one life, man. So it's just do what you want in this life and be good at it and have fun with it. Because, you know, it, I mean, what, what else are you going to do? And that's what I struggle with. I just, I personally need to be like, all right, no, this is, this is what I need to be more focused or more proactive in what I do every day. You know, some days you have lazy, but I've been trying to just be better. Boom. It's that simple, man. I would say it's that simple. I mean, well, it's yeah, yeah, not that simple. But, you know, I mean, you talk yeah. about staying on the grind. You talk about, you know, persevering for those long-term goals, you know, through the thick and thin. Some days are going to be better than others, but, you know, just keep yeah. keep pushing yourself. And then, you know, once you've, with every step of the way, just kind of reevaluating each step. You know, I appreciated that mm-hmm. you saying that about just reevaluating and going through, okay, you know, what could I have done differently? And you kind of taking, again, we talked about, which I think is awesome, we talked about you taking that leap of faith, transferring, moving away from home, going to hocking, and now, you know, and you look back now and you say, wow, how pivotal was that for my education, for what I wanted to do and my happiness and my own health? And now you're at a similar point in your life, now relocating to Port Clinton, and you take mm-hmm. a step of faith again, you move out of the house, and but you do it because, well, there's more um, – Opportunities. opportunities for, you know, wildlife and such. And also with your buddy, you know, hopefully with connections with him and you meet people. And, you know, in five years from now, when we're on episode 897 of the Young Pro Show, yeah, and I call you... <laughs> Six million followers. <laughs> but, you know, and I call you back and we discuss things. Your potential, how are you going to look back at this time and say, wow, that was such a pivotal moment. And it helped you kind of realize through everything with reevaluating that step by step. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I'm gonna, first of all, I'm going to be looking at it, be like, you know what? Dom got me where I needed to be. He got me hyped on this podcast. <laughs> there you go. Don't don't forget it. You know what? I just want to thank you, man. I mean, I know we don't get to hang out as much because we moved, and you know we're, we're becoming grown ups, unfortunately. But uh, I just want to say congratulations on that amazing marathon run unfortunately you missed the boston by three seconds three minutes but 
Oh, three minutes? Oh, shoot. Three yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, play that back. <laughs> <laughs> play back three minutes. Rewind. <laughs> but, you're, but no, you're going to grind. You're going to get it. I know you are. You're a tough guy. You're a good guy. And the big, one of your biggest days ever is going to come up here soon. Your wedding day, man. But granted, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about that lovely lady of Nicole of yours. All right? Boom. Boom. There you go. Drop the mic. Not about but, me. Hey. She says jump. I'll say how high. <laughs> no, but no. Seriously, man, I love to see what you're doing in life, man. You know, you moved to Finley. You didn't know people. And, uh, you know, it's, it's nerve-wracking. But, hey, you're an outgoing dude. And you could do anything, Dom, when you put your mind to it, man. You're just that good of a guy. And I wish we could hang out more, but we will. We'll watch some Browns games. <laughs> but uh, maybe not Browns games. Try to watch, like, I don't know. Somebody that's more successful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something that's uh, less stressful or fun time. But, no, man, I, I, I appreciate it getting the, getting the time on your podcast. You know, there's so many great people out there. So many good friends of yours, like, you know, uh, Baker Mayfield or uh, just OBJ or, you know. you know. Yeah, I'll call them up I on the later shows. Yeah, of course, Brad. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate the kind words, dude. Thank you for spending your time oh to come yeah. on the show. Um, and for those listening, again, you can check out The Young Pro Show on Twitter, at The Young Pro Show, on Instagram, at The Young Pro Show, DJF. Uh, feel free to follow. Again, I love constructive criticism. Give me feedback. Again, thanks, Brad, for coming on the show. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks, man. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram and watch my dog, uh, he's a he's a real character. I do duck hunt and fish. If you guys ever want to go fishing, no, just hit me up. Brad Banister, I think one zero four. Trying to throw in that plug in there, you know. Yes, sir. Got to get that. Got to get that guide service up. So no, for real. If anybody ever, you know, if you've never caught a fish before, which I think is just blasphemy. Uh, <laughs> And just, you know what, just hit me up or hit Dom up and I'll take you fishing and you'll have the time of your life. Let me tell you what, this is serious, all seriousness on this show. No, but hey, look, I love it. <laughs> I love being on this show, man, and thanks, man, I appreciate it.